When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hello, folks. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show on the number one talk radio station in these United States of America. And that, of course, is WABC. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to my regular weekly listeners. We're on every Saturday afternoon from 1 o'clock to 2 p.m. It's the highlight of my week. I get to talk to you and I get to listen to you. We always take your calls and we will take your calls this week at the end of the show. I've got about 10 or 15 minutes uh, carved out to hear from you because I I always tell people I've got the smartest audience of any radio show uh, and people come in with the and call in every week with the with really great insights and, and even when my liberal friends call in I love it we have good good um, you know honest discussions of the issues this is freedom of speech radio I want to hear from people with all sorts of different views even if you're a liberal and you want big government I I will respect respectfully listen to your point of view, even though I may not agree with it. Uh, This show is all about freedom and prosperity and free enterprise and limited government, the kind of founding principles of this great country of ours. Well, start by saying rain, rain, go away. I am actually in a Washington, D.C. area. I know most of you are up north of where I am, but it is just the the weather is miserable. We're catching the uh, effects of the hurricane, No, no flooding or uh, you know, high winds, but just, just, you know, drizzle and, and high rains. And it just kind of stinks. You know, I think this radio, this weekend is going to be a washout. So I guess I'll, after the show, watch some football, college football. And then I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow because it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow as well. But, uh, first of all, our hearts and prayers go out to the people of Florida. Um, I think that Ron DeSantis has done an amazing job, um, of dealing with this, uh, you know, once and a half century, um, uh, disaster. And um, it's good to know that Florida is in good hands with a real capable governor. And and I think actually, I have to say, I think FEMA has done a good job in responding to this. And so have uh, the emergency um, crews. The um, Coast Guard has done an amazing job of saving people. And so it has been a good response to a terrible crisis. But I want to talk about the other <laughs> hurricane that's hit this American uh, America this last week. And that, of course, is what's happening with the economy, which feels like the uh, the economy has just slipped into a ditch, folks. And uh, I'm usually um, known as a happy warrior, uh, an optimist, but I can't tell you I'm optimistic right now. I am just so aghast at what has happened to our country. And, and what frustrates me, I made this point, I was uh, I was privileged enough last night to uh, go on Sean Hannity's show on Fox, and we talked about this, and I just said, Sean, you know, 
if Donald Trump were still president, let's just think of the what would have happened if the election had turned out differently. And I, I don't care if you're a Democrat, liberal, conservative, Republican. I, I'm not a rah-rah Republican. People who been loyal listeners to this show over the last couple of years. You know, I, 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 I shell it out to the Republicans, too, when they misbehave, which is often. But my God, I mean, what is happening to this country right now with these policies that make no sense? They transcend common sense. They're just ideological left wing policies that are oriented towards redistributing income, race, climate change and other things that frankly, are not the highest priority. The highest priority is getting our economy moving again, getting people out of poverty, getting people into jobs, making sure our businesses don't fail. And, um, you know, one of the things Sean Hannity asked me about last night on his uh, TV show was, you know, is this intentional? (laughs) I mean, are Democrats doing this to our country because they're trying to hit some kind of reset button and they have to destroy the city before they rebuild it? I mean, is that their motive. And and I said, no, Sean, I don't think I actually don't think this is some kind of intentional nefarious plan to destroy the country. But if it were, <laughs> if it were a nefarious plan uh, to try to um, destroy the American prosperity, uh, they're doing the kinds of things that you would do if you wanted to destroy the country. As I, as I said to Hannity, look, number one, you want to destroy a country. Number one, you destroy its currency. You destroy its money. And, of course, that's what inflation is. It destroys the value of your money. So they're they're doing a good job of that. You know, inflation isn't going away. We saw the numbers yesterday. Lousy numbers again. The This is just a devaluation of the value of the dollar. It's the devaluation of your lifetime savings. And not just because of the stock market crash, which is happening, but also because you've got to add on to that. The inflation that makes every dollar you saved and earned over your lifetime worth less. You know, this is the Mexico, Albania, Zimbabwe, Argentina, Venezuela model of economic reform. And it's never worked anywhere, anywhere. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody can call in at the end of the show and tell me where devaluation of a currency has had a happy ending. Because I don't know of any. I may have missed one. Maybe somebody knows where devaluing a currency can rescue an economy. So, number one, you destroy the uh, the currency of the country. The second thing you would do is you would destroy the energy supply of the country. And boy, is Joe Biden doing that right? He's canceling pipelines. He's not giving permits so that we can we can drill for our oil and gas. He's killing the coal industry where we still get you know, 25, 30% of our energy. We need coal, we need oil, we need gas, we need nuclear power. They're shutting down all of that. And they're pretending like we're going to be able to run a $22 trillion industrial economy that makes everything from steel to housing, to construction projects, to uh, technology, which uses a lot of energy. We're going to do that with windmills and electric batteries? Really? I mean, are these people really that insane that they think we can pull that off? Uh, there was an article in the Atlantic that said, "Look, and, and the Atlantic is in favor of these policies." They said, "We've got to, we've got to let people know thousands and thousands and thousands of square miles of our wilderness and our forests and our green spaces are going to be covered with windmills and and uh, and solar panels. <laughs> We're not. It's not going to be the la- the beautiful landscape of America. What are they going to do? Pave over our national parks? So this is craziness." Um, and then there's another thing you would do if you would want to destroy a country, in my opinion. You would divide it. You would divide the country. 
You would divide the country by race or ethnicity or sexual preference or whatever it might be. This is exactly the opposite of what Joe Biden said. Remember when he came to office and before he came into office and was campaigning for president, he said, unlike, you know, uh, Donald Trump, I'm going to unify the country. Unify. Unity. I'm all for unity. You think we're united right now? You think we're unified? I've never seen our country so polarized today. People uh, feel, uh, I, I saw a poll the other day, that even college freshmen, 72% said they would not want to have a roommate that had a different political opinion or different political party than they do. This country is polarized. And, and all Joe Biden does is rip us further apart. Everything's about racial inequity, and it's all about sexual preferences, and it's all about these things other than making America prosperous, making American economy grow, keep maintaining America as the number one economic superpower in this country. None of those policies are. We have high regulation. We're destroying our energy industry. And I've said it week after week. I'm going to say it again for the new listeners to this show. When you destroy the American energy policy, I mean, the supply and production, who benefits? Who do you think benefits from America destroying our own domestic supplies of energy? Well, ding, 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 I'll tell you, the three countries that benefit the most, number one, Russia. <laughs> Russia is getting rich off of Biden's policies because now all of Europe has to buy their energy from Russia, not the United States. Number two, China. China's building 30 massive coal plants, the biggest coal plants in the history of the world. I guarantee you, President Xi does not care about climate change. President Xi cares about taking over from America as the number one economic superpower. And they are a totalitarian communist country that has ambitions of taking over the world. And we're playing it right into their hands. That is not just an economic threat, folks. And it certainly is because China's economic policies, we've known this. The first president in modern times who's called out China, of course, was Donald J. Trump. And he, he turned out to be spot on correct, warning America about what a threat China is to world peace and world prosperity and world freedom. Uh, now we've got a president who's a weakling. China's just, you know, uh, dancing a little, a little jig in Beijing that we have a president who is so weak and so impaired, frankly. Uh, and I don't, I don't like making fun of anybody's, you know, elderly status or so on. It's just, he's not making smart decisions. Let's just put it like that. Uh, so if I sound frustrated, folks, I am. I am frustrated. I'm not a happy warrior today. I'm very concerned about our country. Uh, I hope Larry Kudlow is right. The cavalry is coming. I think it's really important. And again, I am not here to tell you any virtues of the Republican Party. Sometimes the Republican Party can be just as bad as the Democrats. But come on, folks, are you going to really reward the people who put us in this hole? You're going to really uh, vote for uh, Merkel? If you live in New York, are you going to vote for the Democrats in Congress who provided all the votes for this $4 trillion of debt? Really? That's, by the way, that's the fourth thing you would do. You, was, you would load a country if you want to destroy a country. You load it with debt so that the empire crumbles. This is how Rome was defeated, right? Most empires, folks, if you look throughout history, this is why we teach history. So we don't repeat the failures, but nobody learns any history anymore. Um History teaches us that most great empires, whether the Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, whatever one you want to do, the British Empire, are destroyed from within, not from the enemies without. 
and we are being destroyed by self-imposed errors. That's what's really destroying this country. So we have to turn things around. We have to tell these politicians no more, no more massive borrowing, no more massive spending, no more taking away our civil liberties, no more politicizing the FBI and the CIA and the Justice Department for your political ends. Let's treat every American as an American, equality under the law. Let's get back to the free enterprise system, which is, as you know, it's Steve Moore's economic maxim. The free market capitalist system is the goose that lays the golden eggs. And we are slaying that goose, folks. It's dangerous. I've probably carried on too long, but I appreciate you listening to my opening homily this morning. We've got a great show today. Uh, I, I, uh, you'll next be hearing from uh, Ryan and Bob Payne, who are fantastic financial analysts to tell you how to navigate this crazy stock market. Then we're going to listen to, I've got a great interview I'm going to do with uh, Alfredo Ortiz, who is the president of Job Creators Network. He's one of the plugged into the whole small business network in the country about how we can revive our our uh, small businesses. And then finally, uh, at the very end, I've saved about 10 or 15 minutes because I do want to hear from you. Um, how concerned are you about our country? I mean, it feels like we're crash landing. I was hoping we'd have a soft landing. It feels like a crash, land, crash landing. And I got to tell you, folks, if Donald J. Trump were president today, we would not be talking about a recession. We would not be talking about 8, 9, 10% inflation. We would not be talking about China becoming number one. We would not be talking about more and more Americans not being able to pay their bills and not being able to put food on their table. We would not be talking about hunger coming back in this country uh, because Donald J. Trump, for all his faults, and he had a lot of faults, no question, and I'm close to him, I'm, I'm friends with him, but the guy has some faults. But he did put America first. He did make America prosperous. We have a president right now, frankly, who's not doing either of those things. I'm Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show on WABC. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, it's Ryan and Bob Payne from Payne Capital Management. Of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E, talking markets, the economy, financial independence, retirement. And Bob, is there ever going to be a good week again? I feel like every week now it's just like more bad news. Market's down again. What are you reading yeah. the tea leaves here? You know, Ryan, um, I don't know how to read a tea leaf, but I do know how to read a market. And we have a market that's Clearly, we're in a bear market, but that's, you know, that's the fact of life, right? We go through these cyclical declines, um, and, you know, it's mild by most standards. The big difference this year is everything's going down. So if you, you know, you're feeling pessimistic right now and you're wondering, wow, 
What could I have done different? Nothing. You got to stay the course. You got to stay invested, but you got to make sure you're invested based on your plan. It's true. Um, but you know, you have to consider if I was in cash right now and the market's going down, am I better in cash? And look, interest rates have come up quite a bit. I mean, it's like the first time I, in a good decade that we've seen 4% yields. Like I want to fall off my chair. It's some of the best yields that we've seen in a long time. But I think, you know, you have to think about is do you play the short game or long game? And the long game is inflation is definitely going to probably be higher than it was the last 10 years. And you need a real return on your money over inflation long term. And most money markets still are paying nothing. So it's not a good strategy. And you do have to get your head out of the sand and say, okay, what's going to position me the best for the next couple of years, not over the next couple of months? Because if I had a crystal ball, I could, I could tell you what's going to happen the next couple of months. But sadly, I don't. No. And, and well, you know, I do know one thing, right? I know that markets over time always go up. Uh, I know that my bond portfolio accrues interest, makes money every single day. Uh, I know I own bonds that come due. So if interest rates are higher when they come due, I get to make more income. And, you know, as I look towards retirement, I want to make sure that I have an income plan that allows me to overcome inflation no matter what level so that I can continue to pay my bills and, complete, you know, enjoy my children and grandchildren and have a great life. And that's really what planning is about, right? Timing the short-term moves in the market is ridiculous and impossible anyway. But now there are better valuations than we had a year ago. And if you're an investor, now's the time to think like a long-term investor. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's always time to think of a long-term investor, right, if you, if you want to make money in the longer term. But I think the other question is, and we're hearing this all the time now, when those prognosticators are on TV, it's just recession, recession, recession. Um, we're going to go into a severe recession. In fact, I heard the former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers was on yesterday saying that this could have another Lehman moment, like it's the great financial crisis. And, you know, I'm a skeptic, Bob. I don't think the world's as dire as what the media is portraying. Am I missing something here? I think you're missing a lot here, Rye, because, you know, I think of the greatest investor of all time, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. Um, I don't think they're sitting there going – well, there, there may be a recession, maybe a Lehman moment. Let me uh, get out of the market and wait and see what happens. Because, um, first of all, they don't like paying taxes. So if you liquidate your portfolio and you've been an investor, you're going to pay 20% long-term capital gains rates. Or if you have short-term gains, you're going to pay 40%. You know, so you're going to lose that money guaranteed. So when you look at what's happening in the short term, I can tell you right now, and I can assure you this, I can guarantee this. I never say guarantee. I can guarantee you this. No one knows. No one knows what happens in the short term. No one can predict it. you got lots of people that make guesses, but not even educated guesses. They're just guesses. They are just guesses, but I think looking out, you know, the world doesn't look that bad. As you like to say, Bob, like the world doesn't end very often, and you start looking out the next couple months. I mean, wages, real wages are going to start going up, right, versus inflation. And right now wages have been going up but not keeping up with inflation. That's going to change. You start looking at inflation on the ground floor. Like one thing that blew my mind this week is lumber cost, which was one of the huge drivers of inflation over the last year or so as construction costs went through the roof, is back to pre-pandemic levels. We're looking at shipping costs across the globe. They've come down. So it looks like inflation is starting to come down. And if the consumer is in still pretty good shape, which it looks like from all accounts they are, and that's what drives the U.S. economy – you know, we could be looking out three to six months from now. Things could be a lot better than they are today, and no one's talking about that. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, it, and I look, and I get it. Why we have more 
headwinds to be concerned with, I think, than I'd ever seen at any one time. Usually we're dealing with one or two negative headlines. We're dealing with seven or eight right now. Let's take one. Let's take, you know, the oil price, right? Oil is now lower than it was before Russia invaded Ukraine. Now, remember when that happened, they said, oh, my goodness, oil's going to go to $200 a barrel. The economy's going to crash. Now oil's coming down, right? So these prognosticators were wrong again. And meanwhile, you know, if the price of oil comes down, that means inflation's coming down. That means the Fed doesn't have to be as hawkish. You know, some good things can happen. So you have to be aware that, you know, things can turn on a dime, and that's the problem with investing. That's why it's so counterintuitive. When you think things are really dire, that's when the market explodes to the upside. Yeah, well, it's the old saying, right, the darkest hours right before the dawn, and there's no truer uh, place that is is when you're invested, right? I mean, you're just not going to know when that magical moment happens and everything reverses. The trend reverses, but you have to be prepared for it, and unfortunately, you can't do it afterwards, right? You can't be reactive here. You've got to start setting yourself up as an investor, as someone who's trying to be financially independent for retirement. You have to start thinking in five-year, 10-year periods, you know, not what happens between now and lunch. And I think that's the problem is a lot of these shows that are on, they're talking about what market moves are going to happen over the next couple hours, the next couple of days. That doesn't help you when you're trying to be financially independent and trying to solidify your retirement. It's like so counterintuitive to what you need to be doing right now. I think you have to be really careful because everything is going to change. And from where we're standing, things are probably going to look a lot better in the next couple of months because, again, the consumer is not in bad shape. Wages are going up. People have jobs. Inflation's coming down. These are good things, Bob, not bad things. Now, I'll tell you the tough thing this year, Ryan, was a balance, a balance portfolio is down this year, uh, which we don't usually see that, right? We usually see stocks are down, bonds are up. Um, you know, they're generally they're negatively correlated. In other words, one goes up while the other goes down. But we've had a year where both bonds and stocks are going down. So if that happens very – it doesn't happen very often – that means that, you know, bonds are probably a really good investment right now. And if you're trusting your bank or your brokerage firm to pay you a good return on your cash, even though they could be paying you 4% right now, they're paying in nothing. So that's why you've got to be your own advocate. You've got to make sure that you're aware of all the opportunities that are out there and get that money working. Because if that money's not working for you, you're going to be working for your money for a long time. Well, that's a great point because maybe you're earning like less than a percent right now sitting in a money market or savings account and, and by buying a treasury bond right now, right? A one-year treasury, you're getting over 4%. It's backed by the U.S. government. So it is critical, and I know this with our own client base, is get your money working because right now inflation still, it's at a 40-year high. Every minute you sit in cash earning nothing, it's eating your return. It's eating your money for lunch sitting in cash right now. So you've got to optimize and you have an opportunity to, right? If we were talking six months ago, telling you I had a one-year CD paying 1%, well, that wasn't great. But now you're getting 4%. So <laughs> you really do have to look at getting your money to work. Like right now more than ever, it's so critical with inflationary pressure so high, this is the time to optimize. Yeah, and that's why it's so critical to have a plan that looks at all these things, right? We're talking about inflation, right? Everybody knows about inflation now. But there's other issues, right? We're living longer right? We're healthier than we've ever been as a population. We're also wealthier in spite of all this volatility. And you have, you know, breakthroughs in medical technology. You're going to live longer. You want to make sure that your money outlives you, that you don't outlive your money. Um, yeah, and, if you, and so that's the good news. Yeah. And if you think yourself right now, like this is the plan I need, I realize the world's not going to end very often, but I'm not doing any planning to take advantage of it. Here's your shot to do it. We keep 10 slots open throughout this whole show. 
If you have over a million dollars saved for retirement, Bob and I will run for you our now famous total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. There's no other firm out there that will do this work up front. We literally go as far as building you your own personalized financial portal to give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial life. We're going to hone in on every critical issue that's got to get addressed today. You need an income plan for retirement. Do you have an income plan? Do you know how you're going to draw from your portfolio? You know how to do it with the least amount of tax. Are you accounting for inflation? Your costs are going to go up by double the next 20 years because inflationary pressure is real. We're going to put together a full income game plan so you don't run up money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you high-cost products that are very tax inefficient on those annuities, mutual funds, life insurance products, brokerage products. We're going to go through every investment you own, show you how to reduce the cost on those hidden fees, and optimize your portfolio for taxes. We're going to give you our complete tax playbook. It's not what you make, it's what you take. And we're going to look at diversification. Are you getting hit hard this year's markets are extremely volatile? Are you over-concentrated in the wrong areas? Or are you sitting in cash earning nothing as inflation now is at a 40-year high? We're going to put together a full diversified game plan for you, show you how to grow your wealth, but most importantly, protect it. Over the rest of your life, we have 10 slots if you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement, if you call or text right now. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation, there's no cost, no strings attached, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So, Bob, you know, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Don't forget it. You know, we spend all our time at our boutique firm focusing on the plan, financial planning side. So I thought we could have some fun today. We can compare different financial planning strategies to whether it's chess, roulette, or poker. You know, roulette being completely no skill, purely a game of luck. Poker, you're probably somewhere in the middle. And chess, purely being a game of skill. Tell me what you think about these different financial planning strategies. The first one being timing the market. What is that to you, Bob? Well, Rye, first of all, um, when I think of roulette or poker, they're both gambling. I don't care what you call it. I don't know if they're <laughs> <laughs> luck or skill, but uh, I know there's some poker players that have some skill. But when it comes to timing the market, to me, it's just like roulette. Roulette, I don't get why anybody would put money down, hard-earned money, after-tax money, on a table, betting on where a ball is going to bounce on a wheel that's going around in a circle is beyond me. And you know what? It's exactly like time in the market. It's just guessing. And, you know, unfortunately, in gambling, when you make a bet, you lose it all. But in market and timing over time, you'll lose it all. You really can. And the problem is you can't just be right once. You have to be right twice. Like I've heard a lot of investors talking about getting out of the market this year, sitting in cash. Well, that's great. But when do you get back in? And we talked about this on the first segment today. It's kind of like, well, the darkest hour is usually before the dawn. When things are the worst, seeing the darkest is usually your best buying opportunity, and no one wants to invest at that point. So it sounds so good in theory, but in practice, it's almost virtually impossible to do. 
But, man, the allure to do it is just so great. Well, you know, if you think you're gambling and you're in the market, then you are not investing, right? So investing is about growth and income. And in our world, income is more important, I think, or just as important as growth. And that's the beauty of this market. Even though everything's down this year, our dividends are paid every quarter. Our interest is accrued every day. My clients who are living on a fixed income get their check every month. So it's all about investing. Time in the market sounds great. I'll tell you what, it's the worst thing you could do to yourself financially and mentally. Yeah. Well, it's a good point, too, because as you get to that financial red zone, if you're 10 years out from being retired or retired right now, you have to change your strategy. You can't go from what we call that wealth accumulation strategy where maybe you have a lot of growth stocks or you have a low-income producing portfolio. When you're in that wealth distribution stage, you're going to live off the land. Really, 50% plus of your portfolio is going to come from income that's reliable that comes in every month because your lifestyle is not going to change when that paycheck stops. So you really need to reevaluate that, and that's a great point. Even with all the volatility this year, Bob, you know, income is actually going up if you have the proper plan. Think about that. Inflation's going up this year, and if your income on your portfolio that you're living off of is going up, that's the situation you want to be in, but you have to optimize your portfolio for that. The other strategy that could be chess for letter poker, Bob, is deciding how much money in your retirement accounts do you convert to a Roth IRA where you pay the taxes today, but the that money is – let me say it again. That money is tax-free over the rest of your life. You know, Ryan, saving money on taxes is just as green as getting a paycheck or making it in an investment that goes up. So you really have to have a strategy when it comes to your portfolio in terms of reducing or minimizing taxes. So to me, that's just like chess. It is like chess, and right now, that's what we see most of you are missing. There's so many tax strategies you can take advantage of, and you're just not doing it. Like, your market values are down. If you're in a low tax bracket this year, let's face it, at 72, your retirement money is a ticking tax time bomb. The government's going to force you to take money out and jack up your tax bracket. So it might be a great time to convert some of that money in a lower tax bracket right now where that money's tax-free for the rest of your life, and it's a great estate planning tool because your heirs get to inherit that tax-free growth tax-free as well. And I think this is one that we see almost every week. I mean, we look at about 50 portfolios a month, and most of you are missing this, or tax swaps right now, right? If you have losses in your portfolio, look at those. And by missing these little things, that little tweaks that you can do, I mean, that could be big dollars that you're missing in your pocket long-term, and most of us just don't look at the taxes on our portfolio. You know, Ryan, that's why I always say it's so important to have a trusted financial advisor giving you advice because when it comes to taxes and the IRS and other government agencies, they're, they're playing checkers while we're going to play chess. We're going to figure out the strategic move to minimize the damage they're trying to do to us by taking more than necessary of our dollars in taxes. So, you know, having a strategy where you can minimize tax, whether it's, you know, putting money into a Roth or any other strategy, you know, a good trusted advisor is worth their weight in gold. Yeah, talk, make sure you're talking to your advisor about that. Talk to your CPA. Have them work in concert. But you want to start looking at the tax ramifications, especially when you're in that financial red zone. You know, another strategy, which seems kind of practical, but a lot of us don't do this, is just picking a retirement date. Bob, I'm going to call this, this is chess. Or maybe <laughs> poker, because there's a little bit of luck involved, too. But you've really got to start to think about when is the day I want to be financially independent and how long will my money need to last? You know, Ryan, I think the most important decision is figuring out when's your expiration date. 
And, of course, none of us know that, but the only guarantee in life is death and taxes. So I think it's really all about financial independence. It's about making sure that you enjoy your life, right? It's about the journey, not the trip. And you want to be certain that you have a retirement date, which will enable you, no matter how long you live, because we are living longer, you know, to overcome taxes, overcome inflation, and have a portfolio and a strategy that allows you to do that. Well, two comments on that. First off, the best estate tax planning strategy you can possibly have, this is your joke, Bob, but is that last check you write to the IRS bounces. But unfortunately, <laughs> we don't know what that date's going to be, your expiration date. So what you have to start thinking about as you put your plan together is think about longevity. We're all living longer. We have more clients in our 90s now than we've ever had before. So you want to stack the cards against you in the sense that you want to make sure your money can last for longer, not shorter. Because I hear this, well, my parents only lived into their 70s. I don't need to plan that wrong. You do. You really do. You are living longer. You have to account for more than our parents did, and that means more health care costs. That means, you know, inflation over the next 20 years probably doubles. So you're going to need to plan for more money, not less. You've got to really throw the kitchen sink at your financial plan to make sure that it can absorb the fact that you may live longer. And we see this all the time. A lot of us account for less money that we're actually going to need in retirement. That's a big, big problem. Hey, Ryan, you know, my pet peeve, and and to me, I think the answer is pretty simple. Uh, When you have a financial strategy, when when it's all about picking individual stocks. That's roulette, Bob. That's like going to the casino and betting on red. We know stock pickers underperform the market drastically over time. It's like bad for your financial health. No, it really is. And, And here's the thing. I was just speaking to a client the other day, and we were talking about the volatility this year, obviously, and and how it's been a difficult year with everything down across the board. Um, The good news is we don't own any individual stocks because individual companies, which are represented by individual stocks, can go to zero. You can lose all of your money. Now, why anybody would think that's a good strategy, I'll never know. You've never had a market go to zero, but trust me, I've seen lots of great companies that became bad companies that went to zero. And you don't know ahead of time because companies can lie, right? Look at Enron. Like Nobody knew what was actually going on when they were cooking the books. And it is really like gambling. A lot of times we feel like it's not because we're doing research on these stocks, but anything can happen. And you'll you know, another throwing the jokes out here today, Pop. I'd rather go to the casino. At least they're giving me free drinks. When you're gambling in the stock market, they don't give you free drinks. And if anything, it can really affect your financial health long-term. And let's face it, the pros underperform their benchmark or index long-term. 80-90% of professional money managers underperform the market. How are you and I going to have a better edge like reading The Motley Fool every month, right? It's you know the, The cards are stuck so far against us that it's usually not a great strategy, and we've seen people blow themselves up over and over again. You just can't afford that kind of risk when it comes to your financial health if you're going to live off your money. Well, I got one last financial decision, and that's determining when to start your Social Security. So what is that? What skill is that? That's poker because, again, we don't know how long we're going to live, but a lot of times, and I'll say this is not every time, it may be better to take it earlier than later, meaning if your full retirement 66 Take it as opposed to 70 because the problem is even though you get a bigger benefit at 70, it could take you to age 80 to make up the difference. And if on an actuarial table we only live to 80, well, how lucky do you feel? So it's really important. Everyone's got to take it uniquely for them. It is a little bit of art and science. But a lot of times I hear wait till 70 and take the bigger benefit. But a lot of times that's not the best strategy. You really got to make sure it's not cookie cutter. It's the right strategy for you. Not everyone should take Social Security the same way. 
Well, you know, Ry, I think when it comes to all these financial decisions, you know, it really impacts your life, and the game of life should not be left to luck. That's why every one of you needs to have a plan. Yeah. Can you guys still hear me? You're ready to offer, bud. Okay, I know I am, I am. Yeah. Okay. And hey, Bob, I'd like to be – Hold on, hold on. Give that three, two. Yep. Hey, I'd rather be lucky than good, but let's not use luck as our strategy. We literally have five slots left. If you've saved over a million dollars for your financial independence retirement plan, if you give us a call or text right now, Bob and I will run for your total financial master plan with no obligation or cost if you saved over a million dollars. We're literally going to go through everything for you. There's no other firm out there that will do this kind of work up front. We go as far as building you, your own personalized financial portal. We're going to give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture, hone in on every issue you've got to address today. You need an income plan for retirement. How do you take Social Security? There's only one right way for you. How do you draw from your portfolio, generate income, and make sure that you don't run out of money because of inflation? We're going to put together a full income plan so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at taxes and fees. Wall Street just loves to sell you high-cost, tax-inefficient products from annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products. We're going to do a deep dive of every investment you own, show you how to reduce all those hidden costs and optimize it so that you're paying the least amount of tax. We're going to give you our full tax playbook because it's not what you make, it's what you take. And we're going to look at diversification. Markets are extremely volatile. You may be over-concentrated in the wrong places. You may have gotten hit hard this year, or it's been paralysis by analysis. You're just sitting in cash, earning nothing on your money, as inflation now is over 8% is eating away at what you have in cash. We're going to put together a full diversified portfolio for you, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it. Over the rest of your life, we have five slots left if you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost. There's no strings attached. You won't have a plan. They don't text or call right now. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you want to learn more about our firm, Payne Capital Management, simply go to bebullish.com. That's Payne, of course, P-A-Y-N-E. If you have a question for us, go to bebullish.com slash questions. We answer all your questions. We can answer some on the show here as well. But to check us out, just go to bebullish.com. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Bob Payne, Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management with this week's market update. Stock market fell Friday, closing out a losing week, month, and quarter as investors wrestled with more signs of persistently high inflation. All three indices ended at their lowest closing levels since 2020. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 20% for the year. The S&P 500 is off 24%, and the tech-heavy NASDAQ composite has fallen 32%. Stock market desperately wants to put in a low. The Federal Reserve just won't let it. U.S. economic data remains strong as jobless claims fell below 200,000 for the first time since May, a sign that the Fed will have to keep raising interest rates to slow down inflation. Then on Friday, the Commerce Department reported that the core personal consumption expenditures price index, the CPE, 
the Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation rose six-tenths of one percent in August, a tick above the expected five-tenths of one percent increase. Unfortunately, the report echoed the larger-than-expected increase that we saw for the Consumer Price Index in August and supports the Fed's current hawkish stance. So although it appears inflation may remain high for the shorter term, expectations for long-term inflation are actually dropping. The expectation for average annual inflation over the next 10 years, as seen in the price of the 10-year Treasury inflation-protected security, is down to about 2.19%. That's down from a multi-decade high of about 3% hit earlier this year. Now, several forces are lowering long-term inflation expectations. Oil is down just over 30% from its recent multi-year high. Supply, specifically in the retail industry, is soaring, bringing down prices, and the Federal Reserve's actions are actually having their intended effect by slowing economic demand. Now, if you're feeling pessimistic about the future of the market, you're not alone. Market sentiment right now is overwhelmingly negative, as it should be. The decline in financial assets this year has been very painful. But losing value is not the same as losing money. You only lose money if you sell. Now, that's the bad news. The good news, bull markets begin when everyone least expects them to. The conditions we see today, we have all seen before in prior bear markets and are actually a good backdrop for a new bull market to begin. When is unknowable and will only be known in hindsight. Just remember, every decline in history has been temporary, and every decline in history has been erased by a rally to new all-time highs. The hope here is that we're almost there. Hey, my son Ryan and I, we have 68 years of combined industry experience of building low-cost, tax-efficient, goal-based portfolios. For your free evaluation, all you have to do is text or call. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, this is Bob Payne. I'm the Chief Investment Strategist of Payne Capital Management. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. This is WABC Talk Radio, the number one talk radio station in these United States. Well, right, I will be taking your calls at the very end of the show. But before I do, and by the way, that uh, More Money Hotline, just so you uh, all have it, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. But before we get to your calls, I want to uh, chat with a good friend. Uh, I'm on the board of his organization. It's called Job Creators Network. If you're a small businessman or woman or medium-sized businessman or woman, uh, you should join Job Creators Network. They are the number one organization representing not big corporations, but the small businesses who are the heartbeat of America. Uh, Alfredo, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. So let's it's a busy day, uh, obviously, with all the events with the hurricane and so on. But I, but yeah. you are the number one voice for small business in America. I, I call you the Pied Piper of small <laughs> business interests. And uh, you have this new uh, and I'm proud to be on your board. You guys do an amazing job. Uh, and so um, this is not a president who is small business uh, oriented, is he? No, not at all. And in fact, the entire Democratic Party, Steve, is not pro-small business, unfortunately. 
And so uh, you ha- you've worked with Newt Gingrich and Republican leaders of Congress to put out a new report, which I love, which is a small business um, a kind of uh, guidebook of how we can help rebuild our small businesses that have just gotten crushed first by COVID uh, and lockdowns. And now a Biden administration who seems to just hate business. They don't have anybody really who is a voice for small business in that administration. So what can you tell our listeners what kind of policies need to be implemented right away to get small businesses healthy again? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, boy, I'm telling you what you just said, that is just 100 percent truth right now, because I'm not sure uh, 99.9% of the people could even tell you who the administrator of the Small Business Administration is. <laughs> I don't think I've actually seen her since they announced <laughs> her at the very beginning of the administration. You mean she has not reached out to you? She has not reached out to you? Un- unbelievably, no. And uh, <laughs> That's incredible. I- I By the way, let me just why. stop you there, Alfredo. Just This is important. So this is the leader of the number one small business organization america and the head of the small business administration in washington has not been in contact with i mean that that's exactly right that's how bad it is steve as you know i mean i don't really care i'm not going to wait for permission or wait for somebody to raise their hand and ask me for input we're excited as you remember for the tax and jobs act uh, Newt Gingrich yep. and I teamed up to try to get that uh, element, especially in the small business part, passed. So you did an really amazing excited. job. We, yep. Well, thank you, thank you, Steve, very much. And and so we're excited because we teamed up again for small businesses because, as you said, they're the heartbeat of our communities, they're the heartbeat of our Mer- uh, of America. And without yep. small businesses, we have no country. Right. And so we're, we're we're excited about this. It's called the American Small Business Prosperity Plan, and and we just think it's time. I mean. We have to have a plan for our small business community really to preserve the American dream for all Americans. And I think this plan uh, is going to provide that framework or an agenda Mm -hmm. for for Congress actually to enact it. And we're really excited, actually. It's been blessed now by uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy uh, and other leadership and and across Mm -hmm. others. And thank you, by the way, for your support as well. But if if I could, Steve, I'm just going to list out the eight points quickly so that people know what they are. And then we can circle back to whichever one you want. The first one is probably one of the most important part, and one of the most important ones, and I think you can agree. Making the Tax Cut and Jobs Act permanent, period. (laughs) That's it. That's one of the biggest ones I think we need to do. So the first one, like I was saying, is making the Tax Cut and Jobs Act permanent, period. One of the most important things we can do. And I know you're about to comment on that, Steve. Well, I was just saying that, you know, just to so our listeners understand that the when we cut the income tax rate. That's really cutting the rates for the small businesses because they don't pay the corporate tax rate, right, Alfredo? They pay right. the personal income tax rate, and sometimes that's even higher rate than the big corporations pay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and remember, see, that those tax cuts unleashed literally a tsunami of small business expansion, I mean, leading to one of the strongest economies in literally half a century. And uh, if, if there's something that we need right now, it's for small businesses to take the lead like they did in 2017 and drive our economy forward. Right now, they are being pummeled by everything from inflation, supply chain issues, labor shortage issues, yeah. uh, uh, you know, high interest rates. I mean, you name it at this point, they are just getting pummeled left and right. So, so what's next on your list? What, that, the, the next is, one, I like the first one. Dem- yeah. Uh, unleashing domestic energy production. Yes, Another one, Steve, yes, that I think yes. you can celebrate, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that will help all the smaller, you know, oil and energy firms and the and the firms that do the deliveries and all of the small businesses that are attached to our our oil and gas and coal industries, right? 
Oh, yeah. And, and everything, as you can imagine, uh, has an input there that's touched by, you know, rising oil prices. And frankly, oh, for sure. uh, you, you know, what happened from the day one. And I have to tell you, Steve, that I really think that we need to make sure that we, we help uh, all your listeners understand that everything that, frankly, is happening right now, bad in, in, on a global basis, and including the war in Ukraine, can be traced back all the way to that fateful day, the first day of his administration, when he decided to take a war on domestic ah, energy production. Terrible, because he destabilized the global, the, the, the global energy uh, market. He destabilized it. And all right, what, 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 so anyway, what else? Health yeah. healthcare reform to benefit small businesses and families. Uh, yep. Here's here's another neat one: exempting small businesses from new regulations. Uh, I don't ah. want to get too 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 technical. I love that. I love that. Right. And uh-huh. So this is going to flip it on its head. It's going to basically uh, make small businesses automatically exempted from new regulations, and it's good. The onus is on the agency to prove why they should be included. We really have to love that. Reining, love reining in government spending to combat high inflation. <laughs> Big one, right? Uh, expanding yep. access to capital for small business. I think it was uh, uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson that said, "Capitalism without capital is just an ism." Um, yeah. uh, dig- yeah. Dignity of dignity of work requirements for recipients of government assistance. A huge one, right? Talking about being able to help on the labor supply and labor shortage. That's a big one. And the last one is getting tough, frankly, on China and unclogging our obstructed supply chain. A huge, huge macro issue, but it does come all the way down to impacting our small businesses. So, Alfredo, um, we just got a few minutes left, but this is an uh, awesome agenda. First of all, how do small businessmen this agenda? Do they go to your website? Can they sign on? Is there a way that they can, um, you know, put put in their, uh, you know, their two cents worth about how important this agenda is? So Washington will start listening. Yes, absolutely. At JobCreatorsNetwork.com. Uh, they right. can go and uh, be able to send in the support for this plan uh, to their uh, congressmen, senators, um, and to the president. And so we think it's important uh, that all small businesses act on this. Remember, that's what we did to get the Tax and Jobs Act. We yeah, I remember. 100,000 letters going to <laughs> Paul Ryan, right, saying we need this tax cut, and that's what got it done. So we need the so, same thing on this because – they're, they're simple eight points, but they're so, so important. Steve. And what was, what's the website again? Jobcreatorsnetwork.com. All right. I've got only about three or four minutes left, but I want to tell you a quick story and get your reaction to this because it's something that's really bothering me, Alfredo. I was talking to a couple of um, kind of mid-sized manufacturing firms that, you know, would, would be – you know, would be constituted as small businesses. They probably each have about 300 employees. So it's a, a you know, a mid-sized company. Right. And both of them say that they're hearing from the big corporations that are oftentimes their clients um, is, is that uh, in their, their customers, that now the big corporations like GM and GE and, and Google are calling them and asking them, Oh, do you have a diversity officer? How many lesbians do you hire? Blah, blah, blah. And this is this ESG crap yeah, that is yeah. now being imposed on our small businesses by the big corporations. And, you know, my feeling about this, uh, Alfredo, is look, if a big corporation like Disney wants to go woke, it's a free country. They can do it. But when they start strong arming and bullying our businesses and both of these gentlemen, by the way, you know, they hire a lot of Hispanics, a lot of blacks. And their attitude was like, we just hire the best people we can get. <laughs> we right. don't ask what skin right. color they are. So right. Right. are you hearing the same problems from your, um, you know, members? 
Steve, that's absolutely right. That is the biggest problem with this ESG. And, you know, the, the Biden administration started with these big banks and insurance companies and stuff like that. But guess what? For you as a big company to give an ESG score, guess what you need? You need ESG scores from all of your vendors and suppliers. Oh, my God. It's just terrible. Right? So, so yeah, it's, it's an terrible. additive thing. So they have to then ask each one of those. And guess what? If, you've got a, if you're a subcontractor and you've got a subcontractor or supplier, then you need to go get that ESG score. Oh, my God. So, it's ridiculous. So it's, it's, it's horrible. What I'm hearing is they're going to start asking insurance companies to give ESG scores of uh, their customers, of their insurance uh, policyholders. So imagine that. Right, so if you want to get insurance, how you're going to have to give an ESG score. Small businesses don't have a, you know, have have enough money to have a diversity officer and an, exactly. L, you know, LBGDQ bathrooms and all this stuff. I mean, they're trying to make some money. They're struggling now, and we're putting all these new costs and requirements on their back. Alfredo, I found it to be outrageous. That's exactly right, and frankly, that is exactly why one of our main eight points on our agenda is this yep. idea of. Proving of having put the onus on these uh, agencies yep. to prove why small businesses need to be included. Otherwise, they're going to be exempted out of ridiculous regulations uh, like this ESG stuff. Well, Alfredo, you, you know, what, what you've been telling us is exactly why this economy is in so much trouble. You are a national treasurer. It's the Job Creators Network, folks. If you're a small business fan or woman, please become a member. It is an important voice. Alfredo, thanks for joining us. Uh, we've got just a couple minutes left. Sorry, folks. I, I've run out of time again. I promised you I would take your calls. And uh, and unfortunately, I've run out of time. There was so much to cover today. I promise, promise, promise on a stack of Bibles next week, I'm not going to have a guest. I'm going to take your calls. Uh, so apologies to the people who have been waiting to come on. Uh, this is Steve Morris, the More Money um, Show. And I want to remind people, if you want to get our free Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline, it is free. I'm not selling you anything. Go to the website, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. We'll send it to you every morning. Newt Gingrich says it's the first thing he reads every morning. You can read it in about exactly five minutes, and it just covers some of the top economic stories, some of the top stories that are going on in politics and COVID. We also add a lot of humor to the thing because, you know, if you don't laugh at some of the stuff, you have to cry. I hope everybody has a great, great rest of the weekend. I'm sorry about the bad weather all over the East Coast, but uh, thank God we are going to survive this hurricane. Florida and South Carolina are making a big comeback because we are a resilient people, and it's because we have a free enterprise system. We are free, and we will remain prosperous. Have a great weekend, folks. This is Steve Moore. Talk to you next week. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.